Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is the founder of the Man Initiative, Mr. Mike Walton. Thank you for joining me. Man, it's an honor. It's an honor to be with you, my brother. Thank you for having me out. Oh, yeah, man. Look, first of all, I, was, I, I came across your page. I'll be honest. I don't even remember like how I came across your page. Was you sponsoring your ads at any point? At one point, I did. Yeah, I was just trying it out just to see what kind of engagement I can get. Because I think that's how I came across it. Because, like, sometimes I'll sponsor my ads. So when I see somebody sponsor their ads, I'm like, all right, let me at least look at it. And if yeah. I see something I like, I'll go ahead and follow it. Yeah, I'll just a little trial period. Let me try this thing out and see what it looks like, see how it works for me. Do you still do it? Nah, I, no, because I changed my, I went from a business account back to my personal account. Oh, yeah. What's, so what's, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, so far, like with the business account, of course, you can do your ads, you know, your sponsorship. Um, and then you can check like your analytics. So you're pretty much looking at how many people are looking at your post, how many people liked your post, how many people commented on your post, um, how many views that post got. And it breaks it down, I think, on a weekly basis and a monthly basis also. Okay. So let's tell the people, what exactly is the MAN Initiative? All right. So the MAN Initiative, plain and simple, is an organization for men. I don't care what background you are, uh, what color you are. That doesn't matter. It's an organization for men. They can come. It's a safe place. That's what it is. I I created a safe place for men to come and just talk about whatever's going on in their life, judgment free. That's that's my particular platform. And on the return end, I'm just, you know, adding, doing my part and adding value back to those guys who come out. Um, so it can be a form of a post, it can be a form of a conference call, a Zoom call, or anything like that. I'm just I just want to add value to the men out there. So I just created a safe haven for men to come talk about any and everything, man, and just have somebody to listen to them and to hear them out. How long have you how long ago did you start it? I started this back in 2014, actually. Back in what, 2014. What what gave you the what what made you decide? You know what, I'm gonna do this. Well, you know, to be honest with you, so um, I want to say back in 20. No, I started in 2016. Back in 2014, it's when uh, I was at I was at a men's conference back in North Carolina. And. Um, and at this particular men's conference, the pastor, you know, he called me up to his table and he was like, hey, um, he's kind of looked at me for a hot second. I'm like, why is this guy looking at me like this? You know, and then, <laughs> you know, like he's looking at me, but you ain't saying nothing. But uh, he just began to speak some things into my life. He said, you know, I just see, you know, a group of guys around you, not just men, but teenage boys, um, you know, just being around you. And you just, you know, you, you pouring into them, you know, you helping these guys out you know, and walk through life and trying to, you know, get through life struggles. And I was like, okay, cool, you know. And I received it, but at that time, the man initiative weren't even on my mind at that time at all. Um, so what he did was he said, I believe in it so much. He said, I want to sow into your ministry. And I was like, okay, cool. So he reached in his pocket and he gave me some money. And then there were some other pastors there also, about a total of, it was about a total of 10 pastors there. And when he did it, the rest of the pastors pretty much put money in my pocket also. And I was just so overwhelmed about it, not even the money part, but just 
the love that I got because for me growing up, I grew up without my father. All right. So, you know, my dad was, he was incarcerated before he passed and everything like that. Sorry, um, but I'm not, Sorry, yeah, man, it's all good. I appreciate it. But, you know, but I, I don't use that as a crutch. Like, oh, the reason why I'm this way is because I grew up without my father, you know, but I don't take that away from any other man, um, you know, who, who, you know, who speaks that way or who, who thinks that way, you know. Um, but for me, just to get that love from those men at that particular time in my life, that meant a lot to me. So it was more of the support, the more, more of the love and the, uh, the care that I got from those guys. And then two years after that, in 2016, that's when I initially named this the I Am, what I, the, I Am the Man Initiative. And it just didn't flow right. It just nah, didn't flow right. too too much like uh, more, sounds more about you than. Yeah, yeah. And I was just trying to go back and forth, like, man, what can it be? What can it be? And I was like, the man initiative. And I talked to my mentor and I told him about it. And he said, hey, did you write this down? I said, no. He said, whatever comes up to your mind right now regarding the man initiative, you need to start writing it down. And that was back in 2016. Ever since then, I've been writing it down. And then, um, you know, just trying to do my part to help me out. Did you have Did you have any reservations? Because, I mean, I think we both know it's, it's like this the thing they're saying is the men don't like to talk. We're not as open. Yeah. So did you have any reservations about doing this? Starting off, no, I didn't. I didn't have any reservations at all. I think I was more excited to do it because, for me, I like having conversations with people. You know, and I like engaging people and getting, you know, people just to talk about anything and everything. So I didn't have any reservations at all starting off. When I got into it, I'm like, oh, snap, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's when the reservations start coming in after the fact. What what some of the things that caused because it, it seemed like you had a reservations before you started, but you said you got it as you got going. So what were some of right. the things that was happening? I think you know, starting off, I was so I was so amped up and so geeked up about it, like I didn't hear, you know, the noise in the background. I didn't hear that part. You know, I was laser focused. I'm like, yo, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go forth and make this happen. And I just had all these ideas and just um, different things that I wanted to do. Um, and then when I started looking at it in a different light to the more, to more the point of entrepreneurship and, you know, trying to get into that area and nonprofit organization, after I started looking at all the information, I'm like, okay, oh, wow, this is a lot. And I'm way out here in North Dakota, um, you know, and just trying to find a team to help me out. That's when I started having some, having some reservations. I'm like, well, I don't know if this is going to work or not. It's just me doing everything, putting in all the work. But um, I didn't use that as an excuse, but that's when those reservations start to set in. And then from there, I said, you know what? I got to do it. Regardless so if you, were, if you were had it, if you were located in a different spot, you'd feel like it would have been a little easier? I think it would have been a little easier for me so far just to having, having that support around me, you know, and then having other like-minded men around me to help me out, you know, to shoot out ideas and things of that nature. Um, and yeah, you know, people can say, yeah, well, you could have had like a conference call. You could have made some phone calls and stuff like that. But yeah, I could have. But at that time, I was pretty much going through a divorce when I moved here 
uh, to North Dakota. Hmm. Yeah. But that did that actually because that's a lot going through a divorce. Um, yeah. Did that actually hinder you getting things started? Uh, not initially because backstory. I was in South Korea back in 2016. I left South Korea in October of 2016 and flew back to the States. Uh, my marriage was done, like ink dried and everything, November 4th, 2016. So I was in this state of, I'm free, you know, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm just going to wild out, you know, so I'm just going to enjoy life and have a good time, <laughs> you know, and everything. I'm like, I'm free. I don't have to worry about, you know, somebody else in my ear saying X, Y, and Z. And I was just enjoying life, you know, just having a good time and everything. Um, <clears throat> but when I moved to North Dakota, it was like, I'm all, like, I'm all by myself now. It's just uh, me. You know, my boys ain't close by, you know, my family's not close by or anything like that. And I'm pretty much like starting all over from scratch. No furniture, none of that stuff. So I pretty much literally start from, started from scratch. I took a picture, and I'm going to send it to you. When I first moved into my apartment here, I had a foot locker, two duffel bags, and one of those folding chairs that you get from, like, Walmart. Mm -hmm. I had one of those, and that's all I had. Man. And an air mattress. What was it, like, being in the, you know, because you're in the military, moving into a new state, and battling and divorce like did, did any like depression or anything set in because you said you was by yourself yeah i was about i think the weather here made me more depressed than anything the um, weather yeah the weather yes hmm. what, how so oh well you know because like i'm from georgia so georgia it's you know it's hot it's humid there and during the winter time i think it probably get like what maybe like 20 degrees maybe 15 degrees or something like that in That's, georgia yeah, maybe I'll say about 20 degrees. I ain't never heard it get that cold, but okay. Yeah. And it's not like that constantly, but it may be one day, it may get like around about 20 degrees. But this weather here in North Dakota, brother, this is a <laughs> whole nother beast. I got here, um, and I actually got frostbite on my ear. Damn. Like the, the, the top of my ear turned black because I didn't have like a beanie you know, on my head, that's how hard, that's how cold it was. And that's how bad the wind was blowing. And I didn't notice it until like two days later. I was like, man, why is my ear so hard? And come to find out I had frostbite. Man, you can, you yeah. can actually die from that, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if it's not um, treated, if you catch it too late, yeah. If you can lose a limb, people lose fingers, toes, they lose an ear, whatever. Yeah, so they don't catch it in time. What's some of the most important things that you and the MAN Initiative deal with? Ah, oh, man. For me, my biggest thing is getting guys to rewrite their story. And what I mean by that is, yeah, you may have made some bad decisions in the past. I'm not telling you to forget about those decisions. I'm telling you to own up to those decisions. But in the meantime, you can make a change in your life to the point of, hey, I don't want that narrative to stay with me. I don't want that to be about me. I don't want to continue on living in that magnitude or living with that particular mindset. 
regardless if it's just them whole as a man or if it's something, you know, they struggle with in a relationship um, with their wife or, you know, with their family members or anything like that. So I encourage guys to pretty much rewrite their story. Like, hey, you don't have to stay the same way that you are now. You know, you can overcome the things that you're going through and you are able to rewrite your story. But the biggest thing is you have to want to do those things. You have to want to change. You have to want to change your mindset, you know, because the way that you are now is not getting you anywhere. You're so used to doing it. You've been doing that for 15, 20 years. So now we got to, you know, coach you through the process of changing your mindset and having a different outlook on life. So how do you, how do these, how do these men, how do you, how do you guys link up? Do you seek them out? Do they seek you out? Does it just like happen? Like, you know what? I think a lot of my engagement came through my posts. Sometimes I will post something on Instagram or Facebook, you know, and a guy will reach out to me and he just be like, Hey bro, you know, and then he'll just talk about what I was going on. And I would just listen to him. I said, look, I'm just here to listen. You know, I'm not going to judge you or anything like that. So say what you need to say, say how you feel it, get it off your chest, you know, and let's just talk about it. And once they get that avenue, and I share a lot of my story too. I share a lot of my personal stuff too, because I want these guys to know that, hey, look, it's just not them. And I'm just not here to listen to what they say just to get a whole bunch of like juicy information, juicy tidbits, you know, and try to use that for something else. Like, no, nah, man, I'm, I, I try to be so relatable to these guys and just to let them know, say, hey, you know, we make bad decisions. We make mistakes. You know, I'm flawed. I'm never going to be perfect. And I just want these guys to know that, hey, I'm not in this alone. Okay. So that's that. And so now what I'm doing then, I'm doing a coaching group now. So I'm getting that spun up. I'll have it done next week. Be ready to roll out. So it sounds like you being transparent with your life allows them to be more open and, and transparent with what's going on with them as well. Right. Because what I've seen is, I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to men. A lot of men want to open up and talk, but, you know, they don't want to be that that only guy in the room like, well, I want to say something, but nah, man, because everybody else ain't saying nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me be first part to take a damn. Let me be that. Let me be that transparent person. I can talk about the stuff that I went through, the stuff that I did, the good, bad, and the ugly, and then, and hopefully, then it gives those guys an avenue. Of, you know what? Well, maybe I can talk a little bit about the stuff that I've been dealing with, or the stuff that I've been thinking. So that's what I do with. Now you mentioned earlier you you went through a divorce, um, mm-hmm. so that means you're single right now, and you're yeah. probably dating. Am I correct? No, as the, at this point, I am not dating. No, 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 not not at this point, but just like, oh. just period, like you date periodically. Here, no, I no, I've dated, I dated since I've been here in North Dakota, uh, two women, and they both been long distance. Oh, long distance. Yeah. <laughs> How the hell does that work? <laughs> well, the first one, um. We met through a coaching group, and um, you know, and I said, I thought she was attractive and things like that. So um, initially, you know, I said I approached her and said something to her, and um, and you know, we were saying phone numbers, and we just began talking on the phone, and those talks just begin to happen every day, and we just had a lot of things in common. And then I actually flew out to visit her. Um, this was back in 2018. Yeah, I wanted I flew out to visit her, and um, we just had a great time. We had okay. a great time and everything. So, yeah, and that was cool. 
But then, uh, you know, when you start just to see things in people and just like, okay, this is not working out. I'm way out here. You way over there. You know, it's kind of hard to keep that thing going when you're not next to that person, near that person. Yeah. And that's why I ask because. Yeah. Bro, I can't do no long distance relationship. I'm yeah. telling you that right now. I mean, I'm married, but if yeah. I wasn't, if I was single, I'm not doing a long. Like if if we talking about air miles involved, nah, I'm not. <laughs> 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 it, it, it's just it's just not in the cards with me. But yeah. the reason I ask is because we always well, not always, but a lot of times we hear about women in dating, but I wanted to get a man's perspective as, you know, over okay. 30, you know, career man, professional man. We've read, we don't get to hear your story. So let's talk about your dating experiences. Like, what do you see out here? Oh, man. You know, um, I guess just for me, I, I look beyond, I look past the looks, you know, the external things. Um, I'm I'm big on this thing now, the thirst trap. I, I'm seeing it a lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, I like people, you know, like some women, some of these women, they just seem so thirsty, you know. I'm like, man, just, ah. I just, I try not to focus on it, man. I try not to. I try not to focus on it, but sometimes it's hard. But for me, um, Personally, for me, at this point in my life, I'm not even focused on a relationship or focused on any, you know, trying to approach any woman right now at this, at this point in my life. Um, that, that's not to say that I'm, I ain't blind and I'm like, good Lord, like, yeah, they out there. But my goodness, like, I just can't do it because like, like you said, at this point in my life, I don't want to do a, a long distance relationship. I'm, I'm done with that. Oh yeah, and plus where you at? Uh, that's not really a location for a lot of women. Nah, uh, <laughs> not 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 what I'm looking for. <laughs> I mean, once you so once you leave that area, is that something you would look more forward to doing dating or? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So when they say so, something else that I know, like me and you talk, we we we've talked like offline. You don't have any kids, right? Right. Does that actually decrease your dating pool? And the reason I'm going to ask you why, because if you meet a woman who want, like, who already has kids and you don't have any, she may either A, assume you want kids or B, yeah, that's the main thing. She's just going to assume you don't want kids without even discussing it. So does that, like, get into your way? Not having any kids? No, nah, it doesn't. Um, I had women in the past ask me, hey, do you want kids? And at first I was like, nah, I'm good, you know, because I'm, I'm 44, you know, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. But then the more and more I thought about it, I said, you know what? I'm 50 50. And honestly, this is the God's honest truth. I'm 50 50. If it doesn't happen, praise God. If it does happen, praise God. That's the way I'll look at it, you know. So, so it's so it's really like her decision almost. I would say it's her decision, you know. But it's so far, if if I meet a woman and she wants to have a child, you know, um, you know, we will have that discussion. We will have that talk, you know, and then we'll take it from there. You know, I'm not gonna be against it. Like, ah, oh, no, I don't want to do that, you know, or whatever. But I do know 
if I get to that point, if I'm 100% set on not having any children, I will put that out there from the get go, from okay. the jump, you know, and let them know. I say, look, I don't want, I don't want to, I'm 44, I'm 45 years old, whatever age I am at that time. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want any kids. I just want to let you know that. So if you cool with that, cool. If not, I'll completely understand. Are you open to re- re- getting remarried? Oh yeah, most definitely. Oh, would you, so you want to get remarried or? Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest, bro, I don't know. Marriage just seemed like a one-shot deal to me. Yeah. Just to I, I me, said, but I don't know. Yeah, I said that to myself also, and um, and even when I talked to my mentor, I was like, look, man, I, I feel bad so because I'm like, Hey, I know what the word says. I know what I know what the Bible says about marriage and stuff like that. And I was just kind of running these things down the line. And I was really hurt during that time. I said, man, I'm never gonna be able to marry again. I said, I messed up, man. You know, and I'm just pouring my heart out to him. And he sat there and he just listened to me. He listened to me pour everything out. Pour everything out. And then he just told me, he said, man, Mike, he said, I'm gonna tell you something. He said, before you got married, God already knew the outcome of that marriage. And I was like, you know what? I didn't think about that, you know, because I was just so focused on the word and things like that. And he's like, man, you got to stop condemning yourself. He said, you're not the only party that was in that marriage. And so he just began like just to, you know, to help me out in that whole, my whole mindset and everything. And so when I initially got over that, uh, I I pretty much just say, you know what, God, I'm sorry. I apologize. I I messed up. And then on top of that, you know, I pretty much, you know, the woman that, you know, you gave me, I, I completely like messed that up. I completely, you know, did my part and, you know, and caused all the hurt and the pain. I ain't gonna say all, but my part of it. Um, so yeah, man, I was just so, I was so just, out of out of out of whack during that time, but I'm glad I had a brother like him in my corner that I can call him up at any time and just talk to him and everything. So, but yeah, but I don't knock nobody else and say, "Hey man, I just say that's a one shot thing." You know, okay, cool. You know, to each his own and stuff like that. But for me, I would definitely like to give it another try. So it sounds like you took a lot of you actually understand like the mistakes you made where you oh, went wrong. Man. Brother, let me tell you something. <laughs> when I when I got here to North Dakota, when I got here to North Dakota, like God literally showed me who I was in the marriage. He showed me, and it was almost like, oh my goodness! It was like just painting the picture of like having a dry erase board, and then somebody just writing out all the stuff that you did, everything that you did, everything that you said. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. And the more and more that I began to see myself, the more and more I began to accept who I was, you know, and who I was at that time. I was like, okay, I got it. I understand. I got it. And which led me to actually talk to my ex-wife and just flat out just say, hey, look, I am so sorry for everything that I said to you, everything that I did, everything that I didn't do, not being there for you at times, not protecting you when you needed protected, um, shutting you out, 
when you needed me. Like all of this stuff just came out. And I even feel it now as me saying it now. I feel it now because that's how remorseful I was, you know, when I'm apologizing to her. And what made me glad was after I said all of that stuff, she reciprocated and she said, God had dealt with me also. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's all I needed right there. That was, that was so, that was so liberating. And I'm just like, yes. Oh my goodness. Like somebody, God finally heard me. Like I knew I wasn't going crazy. You know what I'm saying? And now my, my ex-wife and I, we are the coolest of the cool. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. We get along perfectly. No issues. We, we talk on the phone constantly tripping out laughing just having a blast we get along fine perfectly so you know so i'm gonna be honest you know what's going through my mind like well could you get back with her look my but look my, my mentor he asked me the same thing also and uh and i just told him i said hey look man i said honestly i don't know i told him that you know and then even me and her talked about it. And she was like, I like where we are now. I just don't want to mess anything up. Yeah. And do I was you, like, I do agree. you believe that? Do you believe that some some couple, some people can work as friends, but not as couples? I do believe that. Okay. I do believe that. Yeah. If, yeah if you I, just need time to see. Yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, she's, you know, enjoying her life and doing her thing and 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 I understand that we talked about that also. And she's, hey, I know you're getting ready to retire. She said, I know how it is. And I did that three years ago. Um, you know, you're free from the military. You just want to live your life and enjoy life. She says, well, I understand. She said, but what we have now, she said, I just don't want to mess that up. And I said, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. So, man, that's, that's, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, I don't know. I, I've always had this thing. This, this is going to sound bad, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like, I've never really wanted to have, like, close women friends. Oh, really? No. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because I never wanted to be in a position where I felt that way. Like, right. I have to decide, like, is, is, is my friendship worth me not pursuing her? So that's why I would, like... When me and my wife first met, she was like, well, you know, we was friends. And I'm like, yeah, we were friends, but we wasn't friends like that. Like, I could have I could have not been your friend instantly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, you have to, you know, because every relationship starts out as friends. Yeah, you're right. But, I, again, I don't ever want to be at a point like, wow, I'm really, like, I'm really feeling her, like, Oh, yeah. Man, what happens if I? What happens if I approach her that way? Like, what's gonna happen to our friendship? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. I would rather just, like, you know what? She cool. I want to see how far this can go, mm -hmm. and that's it. And if it don't go nowhere, then I mean, we'll be cordial. Like, I'm not gonna be like, well, I lose my number and all that stuff. No, I'm not yeah. gonna like that, but. It'll just be now you know exactly where I stand. That's right. all. That's why I just me personally. That's why I can never do it. Man. I just couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just me. 
And I, I think what works for her and I is, is that we still have a genuine, you know, care and concern for each other, you know, but that, that never died. After all the stuff that we went through, that part never died. It was suppressed, but it never died. So when we reconnected and we just pretty much put everything out there on the table, that pretty much kind of like just sealed the deal for us. Like, man, like we really care about each other, yeah. you know, and we have our best interests at heart. And everything. You know the biggest thing too, like when you've been, how long were you guys married? We was only married for five years. I mean, five years, not, it's not short. I mean, you say only, that's a good amount of time to know somebody. I mean. Yeah, it is. But we got married quickly though. So we met in 2010. I want to say September 2000. No. Yeah, September 2010. Matter of fact, no, August 2010. And we married in April 2011. That's about like six months? Yeah, a little over six months, yeah. Man, that's yeah. close. That's... But, you know, we didn't, we, at that time, we didn't take the time to get to know each other. You know, Did y'all ever have a fight before that? Uh, we had some some heated discussions. <laughs> nah, nah, when I, <laughs> nah, when I say fight, not physical, of course, but like, right. man, this is over. Like, nah, <laughs> nah, not, nothing like that. I think it was just to the point that at one time, I do recall one time she was expressing some insecurities without without her actually saying that she was insecure about something, and it the way it was coming out. And I'm I just got mad, you know, and we was in the car together. And she's like, I just want to know, um, you know, do you really, do you really want to be with me and stuff like that? And she just kept saying that over and over and over again. And I'm just, I'm like, okay. And I just broke for, I said, look, for the last time I told you, yes, I want to be with you. If I didn't want to <laughs> be with you and I just went off, you know, and that, uh, and that initially led to led to an argument. You know, we uh -huh. got into it. Yeah, we got into an argument. Um, so yeah, so a lot of stuff that I did back then, I didn't have an understanding of, you know, the way women, you know, say things and try to word things and put it out there. I didn't look at it as like, oh, she's insecure about some stuff. You know, let me just go ahead and make her secure in that. It was almost like, why you keep asking me the same question all over again? You know, it's nagging. That's the that, way I was looking at it. That take years, though. Oh man, like it take years. Like man, it's it's things. I'm I've been married seventeen years, and it's still stuff I'm messing up on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, it just comes with the territory. But six months, six months, interesting. Yeah, because it's like after about you know, okay. Like, okay, so the older you get, the faster time goes, right? So, mm -hmm. in three, so when you older, three months is not that long. But in them three months, it depends, like, it's, everything depends on how many dates you've been on, how much time y'all spent together, right. and what has happened during the course of those six months. That's how you, that's how, in my opinion, you can know if you're ready or not, because you could be you could be compatible with somebody like compatibility yeah. is that's instant but just knowing if you could stay with a person i think that that takes time but 
it, again, it just depends on how many dates you've been on. Because I know with me and my wife, by the time we hit six months, we really, we was, we was serious, but we were young too. We were young and I can't, I can't say in six months, I knew I wanted to marry her, but I knew I wanted, I knew I didn't want to be without her. Right. But I was still so young. When you're young, you don't really know, you don't really know what the hell you want. Not at 20, I was like 20, at our six month, uh, I was like 22. So I wasn't, it wasn't like I'm forecasting, like this is the woman I want to be the mother of my kids, this is the woman yeah. I have a family with. You just living for right now, like, you know what? Things good right now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I know exactly. I know. Look, I know exactly what you mean, though. I know exactly what you mean. Man, five. So five years is not. You know, I think the big thing too is she got to see you both. Got to see each other at your worst. Yes, that's that's the key. Like once a person see you at your worst, it's like okay, now where do we go from here? Like, is this all you you've seen? Like with this person because people always say people change and things like that but right when you when you when you're in those when these long relationships there's gonna be some bad days you just you just gotta get through them yeah you know uh, you know what i what i was seeing now and i would tell people i said you know people always tell me oh you know relationships sucks and relationships this i'm like it's not the relationship it's you <laughs> <laughs> It really you know, is. Yeah, yeah, it's you. It's the person in the relationship. It's you that makes it good, bad, or ugly. It's the person. It's the people in that relationship. You know. So I'm like, hey, you, you got to get to a point. You got to take some. You got. You got to take some accountability for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You have to. And for men, that's hard. That's that's hard at times to take that accountability because, like me, I think it's hard just for men. I'm just speaking from a man's aspect. Okay, you know? fair but, enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just speaking from a man's aspect, you know. But I know for me, like pride, pride was my biggest thing, you yeah. know. So pride was like, I'm not doing that. You're not going to get the last word in. You're not going to talk to me like that, you know. So all that pride was just, just coming out. And I thought I was doing the right thing because in my head, it sounded right, you know, and it, and it felt right. But then after I removed myself from the situation, you know, your conscience started talking to you like, man, you know you was wrong. You know you should have said that. You need to go back in there and apologize. Man, I ain't going back in there and saying nothing. She need to come apologize <laughs> to me. <laughs> man. I've been guilty of that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just had an apologies for about two days. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I had um, a good friend of mine. He told me something, and it's still sick with me to this day. He said, "Man, Mike, two friends told me two things that I that I hold on to dearly." One of my friends said, "Mike, he said, are you gonna choose to be a beast, or are you gonna be a priest?" And when he said it, I'm kind of like, I can't, I kind of give him like that doll of my head to the side, like, "What? What are you? What are you talking about?" And he said it again. He said, "Are you gonna choose to be a beast?" Or are you going to choose to be a priest? And then he began to break it down. He said, see, he said, if you choose to be a beast, it's easy to be a beast. He said, a beast will come into any area, into any room, and just tear it up. They have no regard for any type of damage they cause. 
they just go and they just cause all types of destruction. He said, but if you be a priest, he said, now you have to walk in that thing. There's some things that you have to think about. There's some ways that you have to act. There's some things that you have to do that you may not want to do at, at that particular time to save your marriage. And I'm just like, man, you know, and I'm talking to a brother that been through some stuff in his marriage, you know, and him and his wife, they've been married for over, um, I want to say like 28 years. You know, so they've been through some things. And another friend of mine, he told me, he said, man, Mike, he said, sometimes you just got to take the hit. You have to take the hit. And I'm like, I don't want to take the hit, though. I don't want that. He said, bro, he said, but look, he said, look at me. He said, I've been there. He said, sometimes you just got to take the hit. Even, even when you're right, you know, you just got to take the hit. And they were saying stuff to the point like, you need to let, let your pride down. You need to let your guard down. You know, you need to soften your heart. And I didn't want to do that. Man, that's hard, though. I know. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, it's, but that comes, like, I think the older you get, like, age just does something to everybody, especially men. Like, you get older, um, you just start to understand, like, okay, I'm, I'm more likely I could be right about this, but what is right going to get me right now? <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes being right just not going to get you anywhere. And there's yeah. been times, like, I've... I've apologized to my wife and um, after I apologize, she'll actually tell me she's sorry too. And then she'll tell me why she's sorry. And I'm like, damn, all this time, all I had to do was say I was sorry. And guess what? I still don't do the shit sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you still don't do it. It's like, you know, you know what you're supposed to do. You know when you're supposed to do it, how you're supposed to do it. You still just don't do it. Now, that could just be foolish pride. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it happens. Yeah, I think, you know, every man is different, man, you know. And I think sometimes, you know, we pick and choose. And sometimes it's just, I don't know, man. I can't I can't speak for all men when it comes to that part right there. Because everybody has their own reasons to why they do the things that they do at, such, at certain points. Because sometimes you can apologize. Like, oh, I'm, look, I'm sorry. And other times, like, I'm not even gonna do it. I'm not, I'm not even gonna waste my time. I'm not even gonna say nothing. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. wait for her to say something first and then I'm like, okay, cool, we good. Yeah, it's really just the reality is when you're in these marriages, the first thing you have to think about is the team. That, mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. It took me years to understand that. Like it, it's not about you. And and, and again. <laughs> These are things I struggle with 17 years later. <laughs> like, it's not just about you. It's about the team. So yeah. you might have to take an L sometimes, an L that you know you shouldn't be taking. But for the betterment of the team, you take it. And then sometimes, look, my wife takes some L's on some stuff that she has no business taking. It's something not done messed up. It's something I done said. But because my foolish pride wouldn't, wouldn't let me apologize or whatever the case like I was just headstrong about being right because sometimes you just write and you you don't want to hear you're not right right for without like maybe every blue moon you know there's an icebreaker that happens where we start to communicate but man that thing that thing can break down quick like when you both feel like you're right Mm -hmm. that shit 
<laughs> Real quick. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a difficult thing. Oh, yeah. And it's it's hard to navigate. And it's hard to manage sometimes. I don't care what nobody says. You can talk to the 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 the, the person who knows all about relationships, and it's still going to be some issues because you can do and say these things that people say, hey, try this and do this and try this and do that. Okay, yeah, you can do all that stuff, but it may not work for you, you know? Or, you know, somebody can say, hey, Mike, you need to do that. Like my boys, hey, just got to take the hit. Man, forget that. I ain't taking the hit. I don't care what he say. You know, he can do that in his marriage, but in my marriage, no, I'm not doing that. So it just comes down to, am I going to do what, you know, being suggested or what am I going to do what's, what's right at the time? And then sometimes we don't want to do it. Uh, that's just real talk, man. And a lot of people don't say that. Yeah. Sometimes you just going to not do it because you just don't want to. I remember you posted, uh, no, you didn't post it. You was talking about it in one of your live videos about uh, how you should never go to bed angry. And I remember chiming and saying, man, that's the craziest shit I've heard in my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, let me say something. I hate when people say that. I'm like, man, are you crazy? Like, some things you just, I'm sorry, you, there's just no resolution coming within that 24 hours. Now, Unfortunately, them been some nights where you, you couldn't go to It was hard to go to sleep. Like, you laying there, yeah. mad. Like, there's nothing worse than two people laying in the bed furious with each other. Right. But at some point, you you just like, look, man, you just fall asleep. You, <laughs> you just right. You just go to bed, man, just angry. Yeah. I'm like, man, yeah. it, 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 like, it, it never happens. Like, you know what? I'm going to bed. I'm sorry. No, you just be sitting mm-hmm. there, like looking, not even looking at each other. You just mad. You sitting there, like, man, I'm about ready to roll her on the floor. Probably thinking about she about to throw me somewhere. It's like, come on, man. Like you, you like I, I, like I'm like, man, y'all gotta stop with this fantasy shit, man. People go to bed mad, like. Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe some people really take the time to apologize before they go to bed, but you know what? I think you know when when I posted that because I know what I did in my marriage. You know, plenty of times I don't went to bed mad. Plenty of times I don't slept upstairs in the bonus room. You know, and she's downstairs in the bedroom. Uh, and for me, the the purpose behind my post was like, you know, me looking at, okay, hindsight is 2020. Like, man, you know, if I would have just apologized, if I would have said this, if I would have said that, you know, but then at the same time, I'm like, hey, there's people in marriages and relationships and they just went through that last night. So it's not going to apply for everybody, yeah. you know, and it's not going to work for everybody. But I think if people, if people can work up to that, you know, because it's, it's definitely not a magic pill. Like, you know what? Oh, we mad. We got into an argument. I'm going to apologize. I'm not going to go to bed angry. You know, it's not a magic pill. Because even if you come as a peacemaker, she may not receive that or vice versa. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And it just, it's just one of those <laughs> things, you know, and it's kind of hard. You come, imagine come trying to be the peacemaker and then your, your peace offering doesn't get accepted. And you be like, what? I just came here trying to break bread with you and you, okay, you tripping now. <laughs> You know, <laughs> or, or I mean, look, you know, or you know, you coming in with that half-ass apology that right. nobody know not real. So it's right. 
Like, like, like you like, saying it, and, and and one thing about my wife, she don't want no half-ass apologies. Like, if, if I'm if I come in there because it's eleven o'clock and I'm trying to go to bed, I'm sorry, and go right. try to lay down. But she don't want to hear that. Sorry for what? Right. Like, you know, you want you don't want to answer for what you like. You think it in your head. I'm sorry because look, you know, I'm not really sorry, but I don't want to go to bed angry. Right. Like, right. Yeah. You, but you just and gotta I, look. All this stuff out here. Look, the crazy. The one thing about marriage is they none of them look the same. None of them. Exactly. Like you got to do what works for you in your house. Like it's certain things that work in my house. They not work in your house. That's why I'm not one of those people. I'm not a person that gives too much murder advice. That's just something general. Like if it's something you know you have no business doing. And I, I may, we could talk about that, but if it's something like, you know, how you relate to your wife and this and that, then uh, it's like, uh, I, I, I give you the best I can, but right, and you may have to figure that one out. Yeah, you have to figure out how I can use some ideas, but I'm not saying every idea that I'm putting out there is, is going to work or is the right thing to do. Yeah. You know, like, you know and I work for you. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And the biggest thing that I've seen, man, and I know you've seen it also, I would see people like get into these almost like philosophical debates about, oh, well, who's supposed to get, you know, who's supposed to get um, fed first or who's supposed to get their plate first, <laughs> the man or the kids. I'm like, it doesn't matter because whatever they decide to do in their household, that's what they do in their household. You know, it's not the same for every household. Yeah. So, and how stuff like that, I'm like, okay, all right, that's kind of like now, now you're reaching now a little bit, you know, like it to me, that don't matter. Yeah, because I'm gonna be honest, I, I don't even pay attention to it. Like, it, it, like, I'm just grateful that my wife decided to cook dinner. So, whoever she, whoever plate she put down first, mm-hmm. we talking about it, we talking about a half a second. So, right. I don't like it as a slight, like, oh, I'm the man. I'm supposed to get my plate first. Right. I don't, I don't get it, all that stuff. Like, yeah. the whole cookout thing. And look, if, if it's a time where I want to fix my wife a plate, I'll fix it. Like, then you can't be fixing no other man no plate. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, most definitely. Other than that, like, I don't, like, I'm not, you know, people. People got a lot of <laughs> people got a lot of time on their hands, man. A lot of time to think about crazy stuff, and you know yep. they think about you know the way we, the way society used to be, is it's just not like people have to accept like these women are not, you know they're not who you know they're not your your grandmother. It's not nineteen fifty nineteen sixty. These women are smart. They yep. educated. And it comes with something like, mm-hmm. it's like, I think one thing people don't, people don't um, put it, take, talk about enough is the, the, because women are more educated and, and working and bringing more money into ho- home, households, I think that helps men become better fathers. Yeah. And the reason I say that, because there's like back in the day, you talk about like how men, Oh, my, my grandfather said, said he worked two or three jobs and he provided, okay, but he didn't have a relationship with his kids. 
See what I'm saying? Like that comes with like you working two or three jobs comes with a price. You don't have time to be a good father or a good husband because you're so busy working. But because when you both sharing that financial load, you work nine, you know, that's we just gonna say nine to five. You work your eight hours, she work her eight hours, you come home, you you had that that three to four hours, which not even a lot, by the way. If you get three to four hours when a work week, you may only get like two. But at least that's something you getting, where as opposed to when a man is out working two and three jobs, you're not even getting that. And then it's like when he gets that time to come home, he's tired. So he can't he doesn't have anything to give his family. So that's causing strain. So it comes with a trade-off. And for me, I personally like the opportunity to be a father. I don't want to work two and three jobs. You call me lazy, you can call me whatever. But I enjoy right. spending time with my daughter. Like I get I get a chance to do that because me and my wife share the financial load. She's she's we available to each other. So we can share that. So I don't see the issue with it. That works here. Yeah. You, yeah. you want to be the man to to say you you holding down your castle and you working two, three jobs, brother salute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do you bro? Because I think a lot of people try to paint the narrative in society to the point of, oh, well, the man's supposed to be taking care of all the bills. The man's supposed to be doing the man's supposed to be doing that. Okay, I get it. But society has put a lot of things on us. And plus, the dynamics are different now compared to back in the day, as she was stating earlier. You know, the dynamics are different just as well as the dynamics are different for women. And women are now more educated, as you said, you know, making more money, you know, and everything else. It's the same thing with men. Like men, like most most men will will want to be there with their child. You know, yeah. hey, I just want to secure this one job, you know, and I'm not gonna try to be like, oh well, I gotta be the breadwinner. And if I'm not bringing home all the bacon, you know, all the bread, all the cheese, everything else, you know. Then, I, then I'm a failure. But some men was raised like that. You know, hey, you got to do this. You got to break your back and take care of your family. Your wife shouldn't be working. You know, they she shouldn't be struggling, all this stuff like that. And I, for me, okay, I get it. I get it. You know, family tradition or whatever, just the way you was raised, the way that you was taught and stuff like that. But I hear a lot of people, they, they, they mandated like you less than a man if your wife is working. You know, if you can't provide for her, if you can't do all these other things, like I'm like, hold up, bro, hold up, because what you're doing and you're putting pressure on men, other men out here, that their relationship is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And now he's hearing you saying, oh, you got to do everything. And for black men, especially, you know, we we get stressed out. You trying to work two or three jobs, and then you still trying to hold down a relationship, and you got a kid in the picture, man. You that's, why some- that's why I don't pay nobody like that, no mind, right? <laughs> because what's going? Because all I tell all like the minute somebody say all that to me, my response would be, all right, let's talk in eighteen years. You know, when, when our kids are grown, your kids grown, my kids grown, and, and you talk, and your kid got bitterness towards you because you was never there. Mm-hmm. My kid not gonna have that. Right. So, like, look, bro, do you. You wanna go out here and work two, three jobs? 
to, to say you the provider, the provider for your house, and you you more of a man than me, bro, knock yourself out. But right. it comes with a price. Like everything yeah. you do comes with a price. And later on down the line, when your family get older and your kids get older, that's when you're gonna pay that tab. And yeah. You're not gonna want to pay that tab, but having all these bitter, upset folks in your life because yeah. you decided you wanted to be the man and bring home all the bacon. I, look, I don't have no problem with that. I'm not. I'm not a guy saying, "Oh no, man should do." No, you do what you do what works for you. That doesn't work for me. Right. So. I'm not going, I'm never going to let somebody tell me to do something that doesn't work for me. Like mm -hmm. working two and three jobs doesn't work for me. I got a wife and I got a, I got a wife and I got a kid. And I don't know about this guy, but my wife requires a lot of time and a lot of attention. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a, the little bit of time I do have, I got to dedicate it to her, which hell a lot of times still ain't enough. And then I got a daughter. Right. That's eight now. She needs time with me. So I'm like, look, bro, I'm doing what works for me. So we're talking, we'll talk uh, in about 10 years when everybody's grown, our, our kids grown, right. we'll talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all I say. Yeah, that's it. I'm I want to wrap it up with um what is what are you trying to do like in the future? What are some of the big things you want to get accomplished with the man initiative? Oh man, so um so I got five months left here in North Dakota, either looking to move into Georgia or Florida. Thank God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the big thing I've been thinking about is um having the main initiative, you know, nationally known. Okay. To the point of, you know, celebrities, sport figures and things of that nature. Um but I also want to do a marathon. I want to do like a man initiative marathon. And the focus is on health and wellness of men. And then having, you know, different stations out there, you know, they can go get all types of checkups and get blood pressure done, you know, and just make it an annual event. So me, the big scope of things is doing something like that. Um, another part of it is I really want to build uh a community for the homeless wow. to get them to get them off the street and then have them you know have have them in a place of their own especially the homeless you know women or men with kids you know they can have a bed they can sleep on they can have a you know a restroom they can use like it's it's there i want to have a community like that and then help out the homeless i just don't want to make care packages for the homeless and give it to them i want to provide shelter that's 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 the biggest thing for me man wow. honestly Wow, you know. man. I, I hope and pray that um, you get things accomplished. I'm sure you will. You've been working hard and putting your, putting your vision out there. So I trust and pray everything on. I believe everything will work out for you. So we're just going to keep watching everything you do. Yes, sir, man. I definitely appreciate it, man. I just want to say thank you for having me on. Um, God bless you and your wife and your, and your daughter. 17 years of marriage, man. Um, look, salute my hats off to you, brother. My hands off to you, so man. I thank you for just you know staying the course, man, and and being the man that you are, you know. And then we had some talks offline as well and stuff like that. And I, and I like you know to get your perspective on things. I like to hear you talk and the way that you look in and process things. So um, I, I'm honored to be on. I'm honored to be on the podcast, man. It's been a blessing.
Hey, man, I was honored to have you, man. Thank you. I truly appreciate you carving out the time to do it. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. Anytime, man. Anytime. I got to get you on my podcast when I get it up and running. Oh, look, look, man, <laughs> look. You already got my information. Oh, before we go, make sure you tell the people how they can follow you. Oh, yeah. So follow me um Instagram, The Man Initiative, uh, on Instagram, at The Man Initiative, and on Facebook, um, it's The Man Initiative also. And for the men, I do have a private Facebook group, Facebook group called the MI Talk, uh, the MI Table Talk. So the Man Initiative Table Talk. Uh, so I roughly got about 135 guys in that group right now. And um, and I just created that group just for guys to come up and then, hey, you want to post something encouraging? You know, you want to ask a question or whatever the case may be. That's the place to do it. It's strictly between us men. No women are allowed in a group. Um, and we just get there and we just kind of break bread, man. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to take this time to thank my sponsors, First Gen Fly and Chain Entertainment. Um, and I want to also want to take this time to thank one of my loyal listeners, Miss Prudence Henderson. She always chimes in. She gives me feedback on all my episodes. So thank you so much for supporting everything I'm doing. And I greatly appreciate it. Thank everyone else also for listening. You all have a great day. <laughs>